Previously on Dungeons and Designers. All you're going through right now is just like rapid firing, like giving you all this information because like he knows in how deep you are. <laughs> uh, and he's just trying to get you guys caught up. The gnomes are probably even more freaked out um, <laughs> because they're not adventurers, right? They're like running around like <laughs> Yeah, and you can see like the mechanic maybe has like some sort of weapon, like a gun, but like medic has nothing. The captain doesn't like know what he's doing. And as all this happening, you hear on like the bottom airlock, something lock onto your door and uh, Ronag like swipes away the table and all around you on like the, the table, you see little ships kind of circling your ship. And there is, there's one like attached to your ship now. It's good. It's good stuff. Like Too that. late to camouflage. Yeah. <laughs> So you guys are surrounded at this point. Um, your ship is stuck. The B- deep dragon is probably still, you know, hundreds of feet away. Um, I would kind of compare it to like size comparison. This is going to kind of go against what I said earlier, but I think it's more accurate. I would, like if you're in the Millennium Falcon, they're a star destroyer. It's kind of that scale where they could, they could, if they wanted, bring your ship on board. Um, and <laughs> where, feels, yeah, because we're about three hundred feet long, right? So they're probably like 18 to 2,400 feet. Yeah. And where like you could have where Lathana's ring would have like a state's worth of people. Mm -hmm. Deep Dragon probably has a city's worth of people. If that kind of makes more sense scale wise. Yeah. Um, I think rather I think I put myself in a corner by giving your ship feet. (laughs) So we're going to talk a little (laughs) bit more generic, maybe about population amounts rather to describe scale. (laughs) Um, because I've been like doing the math on that. I was like, no, this makes sense. <laughs> uh, the Millennium Falcon to a Star Destroyer makes a lot of sense. Yeah. It's nerds. Nerds. <laughs> so yeah, your ship is surrounded. You hear this thing lock onto your um, your airlock, which is, Dan, if you're still, you're upstairs now, right? With LSR? I'm popping it in. Okay. Um, <laughs> where it locks on, it's fairly close to that big storage unit. So you you would actually hear it much more down there. Of just like this machine kind of latching onto the ship and then creating a seal to your door. The storage door or the airlock Uh, door? The airlock door. Okay. Which is kind of like like right above. Because letting Craig loose by accident could (laughs) turn this real bad for us real fast. I'll uh, pop my head out and be like, are you guys hearing this? Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. A little bit. Come look at this. Yeah, Roger. Uh, I keep calling him Roger because I played the droid as Roger. Uh, <laughs> Roger, Roger. Uh, Ronag is like, yeah, you should really get up here. And um, as he says that, you can hear the airlock forced open. And you can you instantly realize, like, even though all the ship is locked down, they're figuring out how to get on board no matter what. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think it sounds like they're destroying it. It's probably more like they hacked your ship. Mm-hmm. And you can hear um, the clanking of metal on metal beneath the living space, right? Because that's how the ship works. The airlock is right beneath living space. Um, Link is going to try to unhook the GPS unit from the map. Sure. Uh, so okay. what I would say is it's not hooked up to the map, right? Uh, they manually input it. But you could definitely take it 
and yeah. do whatever you want with it. <laughs> so she has mm-hmm. it now. Yeah. Uh, was your when you were saying you wanted to take it? Were you trying to wipe it too from the table so that they can't see it? No, I think okay. she's. I think she's going to want to. She knows they're going to have questions. Yeah. And since that's their tech, getting ahead of that feels like a good choice instead of letting them find it or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. Um, so you hear the metal legs or the metal clanking below. And then all of a sudden the elevator that is supposed to be up lowers into the the air chamber, airlock. And I don't think any of you are in the living space currently, right? Uh, Dan, you're moving around, but I think most of you guys were in the bridge. Yeah. Um, but what you would see if you were looking in there is uh, three or four very military-looking drow men. Uh, very similar to... You remember there was like one military guy and one magic caster from before? It mm-hmm. now looks like four of those. Which, when you guys looked at the table, you would instantly know that these guys are the militant merlockers, which is kind of like the the fourth level of power in this this uh, gang. So you see them all kind of like zip line up or like grapple hook to your ceiling and not even to wait on the elevator at all. They're like all up now in your living space with rifles drawn and they start clearing. Uh, two of them enter and go right to the back and two of them go to the bridge and you hear them all start screaming like, get down, get down, all with rifles drawn at you. Is anybody down by me? Not yet. I... um. I, I start coming up with, but I like very much, I'm like hooded up, trying to cover up, so mm-hmm. you, you know, and I'm I'm like, this is what you want. We have, we have, we have their stuff. I just kind of like plop them over the, the hole, like the entrance. Some so, coming up the ladder. Okay. So you throw up. I'm like, I'm just like, yeah. I'm like, here you go. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. And you see one of the drow, um, abnormally large, right? very like looks like military bro type style and as you're coming up he like picks you up and like throws you towards the bridge and then like sees like the bowl you kind of threw up and like kicks that to the side and then starts heading back into the engineering bay and gets those two gnomes and starts kind of like pushing them towards the bridge uh wick and peg what are you doing with their guns drawn on you so wick drops to her knees when they can like tell her to yeah, I don't want to kind of set the GPS in front of her, puts her hands behind her head, be like, look, here, it's how we found you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I'd like to speak to one of the daughters, please. And then she stops talking. Yeah. And they're, they're like, they hear you, but they're not even going to like um, answer. They're going to pick mm-hmm. up the GPS, put in their pockets and like, make sure like you not, not only that you're on your knees, but like, they're going to push you into the ground. Like make sure like you're laying on your belly. Um, Ronag uh, and the droid are both already like splayed out. I think maybe they were already splayed out before they got up. <laughs> yeah. Um, gnomes are quickly dropping, and uh, what you hear in the living space. So everyone, uh, including LSR, are now like in the bridge. What you hear from the living space is the elevator start rising. Right, the thing that you guys all use to get in from the airlock, and you hear like the metal clanking of uh, across the living space. And you watch as one of the uh, the matron mothers in her like metal armor and metal legs enter, and then the one of the the, the soldiers like hands the little GPS coordinates thing, and she like 
very angrily starts to talk to you guys and she's like where did you get this i'll uh persuasion roll to try to curry her favor as i explain okay the story where they came yeah let's see the persuasion (laughs) um 22 okay um what i'll say is whatever you say will come off like you mean it to but you're not going to be able to like sway them from being angry. Right. Uh, uh, more, more not persuade to like the, to, for the intention for them to right. like, not believe we're trying to deceive them. Right. Yeah. I, that's yeah. I think um, you're not going to sway how they think of you, but they, they'll understand where you're coming from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what are you going to do with that role? What are you going to, what isn't, are you going to say? Isn't that all anybody really wants? <laughs> well, yeah. Honest. No, I explained to them that like that like um that I had known them from Lathander's ring and interact with them and I tell them like a real quick spiel like we chased them over to this place we found this uh wolf spider guy and then um like went there and we found their their remains in this this god's arena right? That's remembering correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, in the demon That's lord cool. the yeah, and all the yeah. things you're saying um she knows of their mission and it you're you're the way you're coming across is like we finished it um i don't know how much she believes that you kind of just found their dead bodies because that would mean that she'd have to admit that they could be killed mm, right. mm-hmm. but i th- i think she she also would not give you the credit for killing them well i didn't, I didn't say <laughs> no i didn't say like i i didn't say they found their remains like if i, I meant their stuff like because when we showed up, there wasn't dead bodies. There yeah, there's dead bodies. Right? Oh, there was. Yeah, okay. but it's better. I, I actually, I actually <laughs> never went in that room. <laughs> yeah. So oh. as far as I know, it was just. Uh, <laughs> we brought their bodies out to be buried, didn't we? No, to be eaten by the other oh, side. Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. For the puppies. Um, yes. Yeah, and as she's saying all this, uh, I think. Um, maybe almost angrier at the fact that she shouldn't be angry at you. I think it's like a weird emotion she's going feeling right now. Um, <laughs> she's like, "Why did you come here then?" Uh, Wix, yeah, go for it. Yeah. Wix just says, like on the ground, not turning to look, not moving at all. Just says, "I spoke to Karen Soli," and then stops talking again. Yeah, and uh, maybe now there's like the four soldiers in here. Um, kind of spread out across the room, kind of like taking corners. And she's like, right, but why are you here? We just plugged the G- we wanted and the GPS. We just wanted to see where their next move was so we could tell someone we spoke to the goddess. Yeah, and uh, I, I think she, like, she starts to believe you and uh, she believed the half drow, even though that's like definitely a lesser position in their culture. Um, the same as all of you. She She's like out of frustration. She's like, we're going to have to deal with this more. And she's like, your ship is already being brought into the deep dragon. We're going to have you come on board and we're going to deal with this. Um, and at that time, you see like all four soldiers take out like handcuff, like bindings. And start, they're like binding all the gnomes and Ronag and the droid, even though the droid is a droid. <laughs> um, and then they're going to come try to like handcuff all of you guys as well. I I immediately just like okay. put, my, <laughs> put my hands out like, just take me. <laughs> 
Yeah, I kind of mouth to the gnomes nearest to me. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> they were so antsy, and now we're immediately getting arrested. Yeah, no resistance. I'm still on the ground. Yeah. My hand. Yeah. Yeah. So this, there's probably many minutes of stress have passed. And you guys are now inside the Deep Dragon. You can tell because from the bridge where you saw space, all of a sudden you saw lights and then the hangar. Um, and over over the bridge, you can see the long neck of the ship with that head shape of like the dragon kind of uh, looming over you. And as you're pulled in, everything is locked down and... I think what you can see around you are lots of like individual ships. Like you are now in their hangar. Um, As your ship sails down, you see other ships kind of flying back in the ones that were circling you prior. Um, And they're going to start ushering you out into like the airlock and like bring you onto their ship. How did we get in? Was it through the mouth? No, it's like in the chest. Um, Very similar to how your, (laughs) very similar how to your ship does it. It's got like, the bridge out top, and then there's two doors kind of in the center beneath. There's yeah. is, is very similar, but like on a grander scale. And you came in like one hangar, but there's like probably multiple levels of hangars, right? Because of the scale and the needs. Um, you're in kind of like the military. So there's probably... They, sorry, they pulled the ship in? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So now we're in their hangar. Yeah. In their, the chest area. Yeah. And as you guys like look out and start getting like shuffled out, you can see... Um, dozens of other soldiers out in the hangar and there's that really cool kind of like bluish energy keeping space out without the need of a door i don't Mm -hmm. know uh how they quantify that with science but it's so cool um so yeah you see that kind of come in and as they start ushering you out um more soldiers come up to you and then start separating you guys into different groups uh primarily like the gnomes and then you guys because they don't have any kind of use for the gnomes and like the gnomes haven't really been like participating in discussions. They're way more interested in you. So as they do all this, like they're guiding you through the hangar and you go into like a holding bay. Um, Each of you are going to be put in your individual uh, like kind of cells. So you can't see each other, but you know where you are. And then the gnomes are being put in like a different set of cells. At this point, you see a... uh, like a mechanic engineer drow go over to the droid and just like turn him off. And he's like, doesn't need to deal with that anymore. He kind of puts it to the side. Um, And Ronag is going to be in one of the cells kind of near you guys as well. And for this moment um, and for the foreseeable future, you guys are going to kind of just be like in these cells alone. So is there anything you want to do before we kind of fast forward to when they want to deal with you guys. Where'd they take Craig? You didn't see Craig come out at all. He's just on his own ship by himself. Yeah, that's what you would you would assume, like they just didn't care about him or something, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I'm gonna uh, invent a uh, more complicated system of tic-tac-toe that I can play by myself uh. by scratching into the wall <laughs> in the jail. <laughs> immediately got like really bored by being stuck in there yeah did they take away our possessions um like our bags and things so i don't think you would have had any of that on you right i don't think when you're on a ship you're not kind of 
if if you want to have taken a weapon as the drug, always geared up. You know? <laughs> Get my shiv. Yeah. If you're like, yeah, I went and got my my staff before they came on board. They would have definitely have taken that away from you. Yeah. Um, LSR is quickly gaining this like internal reputation of like doing tough. And like being like, you know, like I'm hard now. Sounds like Ronag is too. Yeah. Um, How many people can I sense in the hallway are in cells near us? Mm. So cells near you, it's definitely your whole crew. How many feet can you go? 100 feet. Okay, yeah. I would say you might not be able to sense the drow because they might be too far. But you can can sense other um, kind of prisoners Right, you guys aren't the only people they have on the ship right now. You don't know their identity or why they're here, but you can tell like there's a lot more of these cell type structures. So, the other two are within sixty feet of me, which she can sense, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, I'm going to open a communication channel with LSR and Peg. Okay. Um, and they you just get, have to. You get. Four they just of those have to be willing. I get four of those a day. This counts as one. So okay, is that one per person? Mm-mm. Okay, she gets he gets four yeah communications. Mm-hmm. Actually, yeah. I don't know what it, does it even specify. It says it can be two way, but the other party must be willing to communicate. It's a two way, so that would count as two. You can have more than one active contact at once, but you must establish contact with each. So each one is two actions. So it does use two of my charges. Okay. Right. Yeah. So as long as you guys are. Down with that. We can communicate. Does Alistar just hang up? Like it's like, what would it be? Yeah, what would it be? Is it like a phone ring, call? ring, 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 like, ring, ring, ring. You hear like me? <clears throat> uh, hello, I'm mean, like, this... what the f is going on? Uh, is this thing working? Uh, I don't know what this thing is. Is that Wick? Yeah, this is Wick. Is this Alistar? Uh, yeah. Are you trying to play my new game that I just invented? Uh. <laughs> Yeah, tic tac toe. Uh, I think she can like she can like see the <laughs> in That's his a... aura in his aura <laughs> that she senses. There's like X's and O's going back and forth and stuff. I don't think you'll understand. It's uh, fine. What do you need? Uh, hold on one second, and then uh, Peg, <laughs> if you're down with it, you just hear like um, he- hello. Was that? I didn't. Hey. Am I already going insane? Peg? No, <laughs> hello. No, this is this is Wick. Oh, do I oh. sound different? Maybe like it's because. A... Yeah, this isn't really the voice box. You're kind of hearing my head. So maybe this sounds different than I usually do. Interesting. Can Can you hear that? LSR? You guys should be able to hear each other. Hello. Nope. <laughs> it's two ways. It's two yeah, ways. It's two ways. It's yeah. Two ways. I'm talking <laughs> to I'm talking to LSR. Also, he's inventing this really cool game. I can't wait till we're all back on the ship and we can play it together, like on the virtual board. It's going to be a blast. Are you doing okay? Yeah, I'm just sitting in the corner. Okay. <laughs> Drawing. It'll be okay. We're gonna. I think we're gonna get out of this soon. I'm gonna talk to LSR real quick and see if he recognizes anything. Maybe it's a drow thing that we just don't understand. <laughs> oh, perfect. Uh, hey, L- LSR. Uh yeah, what's up? It's Wick again. Um, just wanted to check in. I know this is like a drow ship, and it's kind of your whole deal. Do you recognize maybe any way we can? I don't know if we even want to try to escape. How are you? Yeah, holding up? I'm, I mean, I I don't know about escaping. It seems like this is pretty locked down. I actually have a 
no clue where we are, what's going on here. I spent, you know, obviously my entire life on the Lathander's ring. But what I do know, uh, these are some hardened criminals in here probably. I think we're we're getting a lot of spread right now, and I think that's okay. So I think it's, you know, it's a benefit. So tell me more about that tic-tac-toe game, and then we probably just fade out while he, t- <laughs> like, camera pulls out. So <laughs> just ad nauseum explains, but yeah. it's just in circles. <laughs> Nothing actually makes sense. And like keeps interrupting himself to explain another portion of the game. Sounds like by DMing. Yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> so burn. No. Um, hey, met a little bit meta role playing. Zach, what does Wick sound like when talking telepathically and not limited by her voice? It's a it's a higher pitch than Definitely my voice. Sure. It's a lot softer too. Okay. I think it's what she envisions herself wanting to be as like welcoming and warm. Sure. So, yeah. So I'd say like um, at this point, they're going to kind of sweat you out. Uh, So there are meals coming, you know, a couple times a day of just like garbage level food, but at least it's food, right? Um, you can assume they're taking care of everyone else at the same level. Mm-hmm. Oh, so with mental commute, the mental contact, mm-hmm. it lasts for 10 minutes. Okay. okay. So she keeps dropping out on you guys. But as we're there on, on days, it recharges each day. Mm-hmm. So I imagine like certain times of the day she comes in maybe twice. Yeah. And then drops out again. And then like, I don't know how well you guys can tell time, right? There's no windows. Um, so it's, it's almost like solitary confinement, but you do have these little conversations that you're having with Wick, which might be nice, right? It might keep you from breaking. Ronak, on the other hand, <laughs> who knows? <laughs> um, Did but, you guys ever watch Avatar, like The Last Airbender? Of course. Uh-huh. You know how Uncle Iroh just like pretends to like be fading in jail, but just gets more and more ripped because yeah. he's been in there? Is that That's what I imagine Ronak's doing, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, with his one metal arm. Yeah, what LSR thinks he's doing, but still just going slowly and slowly more into madness as he thinks he's like constantly upper handing himself in this game that makes no sense at all. And at this point, it's like 3D chess because you have to rotate it. So maybe the third or fourth day, uh, there'll be soldiers that come to each of your doors and open it. And they'll be like, get yourselves together and come with us. Yeah, we left most of our stuff on the ship. Yeah, like we did. It's yeah. just like you and maybe at you and your filth at this point, right? Because yeah. it's multiple days of just sitting in these we, cells. I we had a my, bucket at least, right? We did like oh, you got those little tiny toilets. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> toilet for sure. Oh, I like my paw and try to slick my hair back. <laughs> at the very least, sure. Maybe the tabaxi is the only clean one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I am fully in my natural habitat as being a trash house, yeah. so I'm perfectly fine. Which is probably horribly insulting to the actual drow. Yeah, I would assume like in the in the, in the speaking with Wick at Tom's, I was excited about the food and being like, this is just like home, right? You're from Lathander's Rig. Uh-huh. Yeah, and you're like, sure, bud. Like, no, it's all, it's puffy green bread. It's everything I've always wanted. So as they um, usher you out, uh, you see Ronag also kind of coming out and still they handcuff all of you again. And they walk you down this very like cold metal out a hallway, which then eventually leads into like a nicer part. And you start entering like this giant hallway, and you guys are still still bound and attached to each other. And 
you each have a guard with you. But as you enter in, um, the cold metal turns into more of like a polished black surface. Uh, so as you see in this bigger hallway, there's a bunch more drow of totally different levels, right? There are just like normal people living. You see like mechanics and engineers as well as like custodial. Uh, these custodial type are definitely lower. And you might even see non-drow elves doing this type of work, right? Like there is a, a group of like the lessers, which you guys have been called many times. So you might see like dwarves even on this ship doing that kind of custodial garbage type work. Um, as they like bring you through these like very futuristic sci-fi hallways of like reflective black surfaces, um, you guys walk what feels like quite a while, right? You're going from hangar. Um, maybe you guys can tell you're like going towards the bridge. Um, so like over your ship, there are multiple levels that you guys have traveled through uh, elevators. And as you get towards the bridge, there is a kind of um, conference room with like a giant table and these giant metal, uh, very... Uh, geometric thrones almost around them with a altar of uh, purple fire in the middle of it. And what you see around the table are maybe like four to five female drows, all with those metallic legs kind of folded up together over the edge of the chair. Um, and then in the center of those, so let's say like four of those, and then the center is a female drow without them but her chair is much bigger and you can instantly tell that she's like the boss that they were talking about on the ship uh, not three days ago. Um, and they're instantly going to just start questioning you again. Uh, you guys are kind of on the opposite side of the table, still handcuffed, each with a guard pointing like a gun at you with all four of the females kind of starting to question you of like, why are you guys here? Small detail. Does the Go for it. big lady have like organic legs that are spidery no so just... she actually has no leg like she just has normal just... legs no uh so the matron mothers all have these kind of spider legs but the Larolin adaragon she doesn't mm -hmm. and maybe it's like her way of showing superiority of keeping her drowness complete her clothes okay. though are much more ornate so like the even if you guys don't understand the culture here, you can tell like she's in the center, she's in a bigger throne, she's dressed nicer, um, she's got a lot of like that spider kind of jewelry, and so it, the matron mother's only one speaking to you as well. She's not. So yeah, the first matron mother is just like, why are you guys here? We found this GPS thing. We gave it to you guys before you had you had yeah. it. And one of the um, ones that I'm talking to you has it. Yeah, that thing. Yeah. Exactly that thing. Um, and I don't know. We saw a blip. We were a little bored. We didn't really know what's going on. And here we are. Yeah. And she looks around. <laughs> we're just shrugging. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we can go back to the beginning. See, one day I was living on this place called Lathander's Ring on the fourth ring. It was pretty crazy. I met this cat person and like, in a restaurant. One of the major mothers you haven't heard from like pounds the table and is like, do you think this is a joke? And all the guards like get even more like aggressive and they're like pointing their guns, like maybe touching you in the back with them. I mean, if it's anything, it's not a joke. <laughs> I, I got into a disagreement with a goddess. I spoke to Karen Soli on this orb. 
she didn't even she's do you know how nonchalantly she spoke to me? I thought I would speak to a goddess. Like we met Yandala that morning and it was prestigious and her wall opened up as a vision. And then we, and she's not actually motioning because I guess she's handcuffed. So it's like two hands up. <laughs> and then we spoke, you know, we met Miska, who very nice guy, by the way, did not expect that. Very helpful. Spoke to Karen Solee and she said she might speak to Loth and we got the GPS that we found in the cave and uh, we checked it out, found a blip, thought we'd come and tell someone we spoke to them. That's why we're here. And another one that Machen bothers is like, are you here for an, like a reward or something? Like, why are you here? Like, what are you seeking? GPS, bleep, bleep. We showed up to the bleep, bleep. Did you hear the board part? He said. Yeah. And then the, board, yeah. the one with the GPS is just like, did you not did you not figure where you're going? Did you not think where this led? The Obviously pink was not. Cute. New ship. Wanted to check the ship out. Had a bleep bleep. Followed the bleep bleep. And the one who originally spoke to you is just like, we can't let them leave. Like, they know where we are now. They have our coordinates. You're a spaceship. You're obviously moving. <laughs> yeah. And you can just see, like, uh, whatever persuasion role you had must have, like, to, like left three days ago. Because, <laughs> like, oh, no, here you go. <laughs> oh, 25. Yeah. I mean, I think your intent was still to piss them off. <laughs> like, no, I'm just confused. So I'm like, what do you mean? I'm like, no, because, like, uh, uh, if anybody has not uh, led on to this, LSR is not a very smart <laughs> draft. <laughs> Wait, so what? he's just uh, a very charismatic half elf, <laughs> uh, and he's just he's like I don't know what you're talking about. It's what we did is what we're doing. And as you're like explaining this, the the middle elf that you haven't heard from will like interrupt you, and she'll be like, "I I know what you guys did. Loth has spoken to us. We know that Karis Lee reached out. We know that you finished the mission. Our question is, what do you want from your future?" Well, I'd like to not run anymore, Wick says. Yeah. We're looking to restore the balance of the gods, same as you. And I just butt in. I'm like, <laughs> I don't know if you've noticed half, half drow. Uh, I'm just lost in this world, just lonely <laughs> trash elf, me and Craig just wandering. And I think that I'm okay with that as long as there's some kind of purpose to life. And the guard behind you with his gun, like, takes it from the your back and then, like, pokes you in the head and he says, who's Craig? <laughs> Craig, he's just like a, just a, a lizard. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, what lizard? He's on the ship. Don't worry about it. Yeah, and you see like him look over his shoulder and like two guards leave out the back of the bridge. <laughs> and they're like and I mean I'm like what don't hurt don't hurt Craig. <laughs> um and and I think like the, the middle one hearing Peg is pro Peg is probably the only one who like said anything that was like okay. Um <laughs> she they look at Wick and she goes, There is no not running in this world. She's like, Do you have any ideas what is happening? A little bit of an idea. And then she explains just what she heard about uh, Sierra Nadi and how her place and the weave had been disrupted and that there was a force that uh, the leaders of the gang, the, um, what were they called? Which gang? 
the uh, Eric Coker gang that Wick was a part of. The ones who like control the secrets. Yeah, the gang of Serenati. Uh, yeah, the eyes. The eyes. Mm-hmm. The eyes were freaking out because this new force that they didn't understand had stepped in, and then she further. I don't want to run anymore because I realized there is no place to run to. This is everywhere. You guys are a part of it. Yandala's a part of it. The eyes were a part of it. Yeah. Well, I'm with her. We need to help find balance somewhere. And then as you even if it's a new balance. New and balance. as you're explaining this, the, the <laughs> purple fire that was like in the middle of the table goes out. And what you see at the base is that black liquid that they had used to talk to Loth through the bowl. Like it's that same kind of viscous gross material and um it starts to ripple and what you guys can all see like in the middle are these faces that are just like circling in and out just like all different races all different people um like the door in the cave of the shapeshifters yeah and it almost feels identical to that and they're like they they look at you and like the world is completely off balance the gods have gone into hiding for the most part um Yondala left her planet and is in hiding. Kirsten Lee isn't doing much to help us at all. The the Loth, uh, the gang of Loth is the last wall to defend it, to defend the weave. Hmm. And she she points down to like the the pool, and she's like, "There's a new god, one birthed from tech." who has taken all of the power of, of realm space and beyond. Um, and then she goes to explain to you, like gods get their power from worshipers. So if uh, a God's worshipers get less and less and less, they get weaker and weaker, and weaker. So you like, Yodala had a whole planet of halflings that worshiped her. Right. So her powers are pretty, pretty okay. Wolf probably has some of the most power because her followers don't only have a bunch of numbers, but like their devotion is more than anyone else. Um, but all the other gods, like even Lathander, who the space station was named after, like all his followers now kind of worship the ring and like worship all these things that they're building and that they're putting in themselves to make themselves better. Um, and this like diversion of attention to the stuff that they're making, a new god appeared, one who's like way more powerful than Loth even at this point. And... Uh, the matron mothers all start kind of getting um, stiffer and maybe more like attention. And the, the leader points to it and is like, that's our goal is to destroy that. Is this something you guys actually want to do? I think it has to, this is whether we want to or not, doesn't matter anymore. We're here and we got farther than your two. We got farther than your adventurers. Are you saying that kind of like in an insulting way? Because <laughs> it kind of comes off in an insulting no. way. <laughs> Maybe more in a braggadocious, like we we made it back to you. Yeah, gutsy. Okay. Let us continue to help. Yeah, and as, as you say that, they're like, "All right, um, we're going to send you back to the cells as we as we figure out what's going on. Um, this will require quite a level of sacrifice." Oh, I don't know that we have any other choice. Makes total sense. Yeah, and as she says that, she like turns around and heads into the bridge, which is like behind this little conference area you guys are meeting in. Um, and then the the soldiers all kind of like start ushering you back to the cells. 
as they uh, start pushing me, I say, uh, sorry, I just saw guys rush off. They're big brawly dudes. They're pretty huge. Uh, is Craig okay? <laughs> and they're like, we have no idea. And they just, well, can we, can we figure that out real quick? Really, you know? <laughs> yeah. And they're like, no, uh, this place sucks. <laughs> it's not great when you're a criminal. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, they're going to kind of usher you guys back in into like another, like kind of multi-day, um, rest period okay. um, where they're going to try to figure out what they can do with you um immediately again. upon entering my jail cell yeah. i completely am so confused by all the scratches on the wall and have no clue what game i was in. <laughs> <laughs> so like you're you leaving the cell you went out of madness and now like are you reflecting i walked in i was like what is even going on i was like yeah but there's something here, and I immediately try to start deciphering it. <laughs> I like it. I don't. I don't have to make the puzzles for this one. You make the puzzles yourself. Alistar's <laughs> mind is his own puzzle. Yeah. I feel like that's true. You know, uh, the real friends along the real friends are the puzzles we made along the way. <laughs> um, so yeah, at this point, um, maybe through Wix communication. Um, and we can do this kind of meta if you don't want to do it role-playing. Um, where are you guys at mentally and, like, your buy-in to the mission? Um, like, what if, if the job come with something for you to do, like, how in are you? I think that's something that you would all have to be, like, talking together about to, like, um, kind of circle back type of thing. Mm. Personally, uh I'm very concerned about Craig <laughs> and very unconcerned about whatever else we're doing. <laughs> maybe, perhaps, uh, maybe during a meal, they like slide your food under and you're like, you start yelling at them like, well, how's Craig? Yeah. And they yeah, let I'm you know sorry, that they just left it in the ship. Uh, I'm like, okay. I'm like, <laughs> you know what? If he's good, then I'm good. Yeah, they got food. But uh, as long as Craig can come, we can go anywhere. But when you get honestly. back, there is going to be a mess in that <laughs> in that storage area. No, Craig is very tidy. <laughs> he poops in the corner like a Not, ferret or something. Nothing you've done to explain Craig <laughs> makes you think he's tidy. <laughs> no, he's he's very you know he's he's wild and absurd, but he's a tidy he tidy keeps tidy home. <laughs> this is feeling more autobiographical, like as we every episode. <laughs> an autobiography of craig yeah <laughs> yeah Sorry. i feel like dan's portals a lot of himself not into lsr but it's Craig. yeah lsr just exists for craig yeah. this. honestly i can't wait for like our last episode where the guest is craig and not a robot <laughs> um, he speaks to you in a fever dream uh, make a buddy show spinoff <sighs> oh i wish i was a not an elf that'd be great uh, I think Wick is just has conveyed to both of them through mental is just um, that there's she's kind of along for the ride right now. Like her ultimate goal of finding herself in the universe kind of got pushed aside the second those tentacles killed the guards when mm -hmm. they left Lathander's ring and just taking it in as they go. And we're not sneaking off of this ship, mm -hmm. so. <laughs> Yeah. And also, we yeah. kind of have to have a level of diplomacy, like make as many friends as we can where we can in order to 
solve this issue. So I'm in. Which that even given her last a perspective, her last uh, <laughs> interaction with the leader of these people is not Wick's strong suit all the time. Mm-hmm. Just falling in line. But there's not another way to really escape right now. Especially after the VR disaster, which still sits on her head. <laughs> I you were a champion. <laughs> I think like another interesting aspect is this idea of like who you're quote-unquote partnering with. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe especially Peg. Like how does... Like, I think you understand, like, you, you need to do something, even if it fell into your lap. Like, there's this time. Yeah. Uh, but how does it feel to be possibly partnering with the drow? And, like, the way they treat you, the way they treat, like, almost everybody. I think you can still work together. It, it's better. It's kind of like the thing that's, like, better to have them as your friend than your enemy. Sure. It's kind of how she's thinking about it. Like, we're not going to be besties, but it's better than them working against us, especially as powerful as they are. And uh, LSR being, you know, interactive with Craig a lot is also kind of fa- fading because he saw that his uh, unapproachable kind of interaction with people early on wasn't getting himself anywhere. And mm. he does kind of desire to be a more powerful being and, uh, from his depravity as a trash elf. So he's saying, well, I can feign this existence with Craig, even though obviously there's a deep love, <laughs> but uh, can kind of coax that out while, while kind of just being the, he's okay being the annoying trash elf for now. But he does see that these drow elves are probably the, uh, the direction to be gaining more power in the universe. So you see yeah, it almost it- even like a way to benefit yourself, not the world or yeah, Gosh. doesn't care about the world. Elevate myself yeah. out of trash elf status because you know you want to get out. out it's because you got trash. that little bit of taste of fame with the oh, rodeo, dude. I'm salivating now. Oh, those dice really ruined you. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas to me, I feel like it's. I don't know what other leads we have. I don't know how to talk to the other gods at this point. So I'm going off the lead that I see. Makes sense to me. Wick kind of in the same boat. Absolutely. Yeah. Cool. So I think that's where we're going to end this session. Um, we, I am going to work hard to get myself together a little bit more and we'll get a guest next time um, and start what could possibly be your next missions um, and see where those gnomes are because you guys haven't seen them in like a week. Um, <laughs> no, they're fine. Don't worry. Okay. Um, so yeah, uh, thank you everyone for Arvin listening. will never be the same again. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's gonna have all those guys. Gonna, if you guys thought you had emotional scars, <laughs> holy <laughs> smokes! <laughs> um, yeah, so thank you everyone for listening. Uh, especially thank you to the people who support us on Patreon. This yeah. month's sticker is going to be the art that Not Cool Co. Uh, Lauren Rubin drew for us. Um, you can't see it a little bit. If Master you, of One. from Lauren Rubin from Master of One. And Not Cool Co., uh, drawer of all things nerdy. She did a really great series of Bad Batch, the new Star Wars show. So you can go check that on her Instagram. She has so much cool stuff. I, yeah. I She guessed it once and I bought too many pins from her. So. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, if you guys um, 
back us at the five or ten dollar tier you always get monthly stickers and this month will be all four characters drawn by her um so thank you for everyone who already does that you guys help us cover all our hosting fees and everything else that we want to do um and then if you guys want to support but can't financially just share it with a friend or give us a review on itunes both of those would be huge helps to getting the show spread um we've seen a lot more watchers or listeners the last couple of weeks so thank you for everything else you guys have already done um i'm will turn you can find me at noble folk design courtney yeah, you want to start I'm, us off yeah you can find me on instagram at courtney and leach i'm dan turn you can find me at at dan turn i think on instagram uh i'm zach and i am at zs wilkinson on everything and Dungeons and Designers is a M of One podcast. You can go see their other shows like The Drawing Board. I believe that's it's called with Doc Reed. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. their weekly show where uh, all three of them, three, yes, go Usually. Speak, yeah, speak about all the nerdy pop culture stuff that we all enjoy. Um, so go follow the Masters of One podcast and go check out all the shows that are under their network. I think that's everything. Bye. That's another episode of Dungeons and Designers. Intro music is by Mon Plaisir. Editing and animation was done by me, your friendly DM, Will. Find this and more in the description.